Hey, what's up, world? This is your boy, Benny Pitts, uh, a.k.a. Lil Daddy, a.k.a. Lil Nasty, a.k.a. the father to your unborn child. This is day I don't know what of the quarantine. I'm trying not to lose my mind, but... Hey, man, I still got my passion. We're doing episodes of Being Benny. This is our 10th episode, and we're just having a ball, man. I had to have this episode. Uh, I just had an episode with my man, Billy Bob. We had an episode called Hope for Vegas. And in my journey in Vegas, I met one of the most talented individuals I've ever met. Um, when I met him, he was 14 years old, and he was doing comedy. No drugs, no alcohol, no nothing, just raw talent. 14 years old, he wear these weird Hispanic Steve Harvey suits, but he's very, very talented. He's my guy. He has a bright, bright future. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the phenomenon superstar, Koda Bonovich. Koda Hawk Bonkovich. Man, you always pronounce my name right, uh, wrong, man. <laughs> Nigga, with that intro I gave you, you owe me $20. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> hey, we were my dog, Mr. Koda Bonovich. Um, when I met you, you there's was- a K in that motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even curse? <laughs> hey, he's a gentleman, Koda Bonovich. Yo, uh, Koda, um, man, I don't even know where to start. Uh, for the people who don't know, and there's a lot of people who do know, who is Koda Bonovich? Uh, Koda Hawk Bonkovich is. Uh, a 15-year-old stand-up comedian and winner of the Midnight Spotlight and Kenan Thompson Ultimate Comedy Experience here in Vegas. Whoa, that is crazy. Um, yeah, we're going to touch on the Kenan Thompson in the mid, like, um, on the mid, like, uh, what was it, the, uh, at uh, LA Comedy Club? The mid, like, no, that Midnight was at Spot? Jimmy Kimmel's. No, 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 the Midnight Spot at uh, LA Comedy uh, Club. Yeah, that was at LA Comedy Club, yeah. So let's 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 uh let's step back a second. Uh, me and you met. I don't even remember. I think we met through Instagram. I think you was some weird kid DMing me, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not into that weird shit." And you was like, "No, no, no, I'm not a comedian." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you DM me to do a show for your uncle that passed, right? Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, he was, he was my number one mentor, man. He was like, he was like a dad to me, man. He was not sure that my dad was to me, <laughs> you know, um, he ended up, uh, he was the funniest person I ever knew in my life, man. And he'd always crack jokes. I don't think there was ever a serious conversation with him. You mm. know, I, I grew up around him all my life. He, he's protected me ever since I was a baby and, you know, ended one day it ended up, he was walking down the street. Ill. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm very sorry to hear that, Coda. Um, how does that how does it affect you now with your, you know, with your comedy and everything? Does that it make you want to go harder? Does it, you know what I'm saying? Does it is it times when you feel like you want to give up? Like how does that it, affect it, you? It makes me want to go harder, man. You know, it makes me want to do it for him. Wow. And because I know he'd want me to keep going. And it, it was hard at first. Uh, you know, I was bombing like four shows straight after that. Mm. And, uh and then I ended up picking myself back up and I killed it. Uh, ever since that, you know, I think you were there the day I finally got my redemption back in Boulder City. In Boulder City, <laughs> I, never, <Yeah. laughs> I thought my career was going places until I had to open up for Coda, a 14 year old. <laughs> That's comedy for you. Um, I'll say this what, what, um, what, what caught my eye with you is, is at 14 years old, he's putting together a fundraiser and he's put he's producing shows and. And at 14 years old, where it take would take like grown men can't even do this. And and you go up there. I mean, I've I've seen you do 25, 30 minutes of pure 
material about your life in school that you got some backlash on. And to me, I was just like, yo, this is a star in the making. And I always felt that about you. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, Thank you. I'm actually, uh, man, more than you even know, I'm actually just happy to be uh, involved and be around. It just, you know, it's like family now. Your mom come through to your show. Yeah. Your uncle is your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're definitely a star in the making, man. Tell me about the first time you ever did comedy, Coda. The first time I ever did stand up, it was actually uh, it was uh, the day after my thirteenth birthday. Okay. I went to audition for America's Got Talent. Wow! Because no one was letting me in. No one was letting me in in the bars. None of that shit at, at thirteen years old. No one was gonna let me in. And so I went to the Rio. I did my audition. It went pretty good, you know. Um, but I got beat out by a slutty acrobat, and I didn't. <laughs> 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 Step your shit up, boy. Step your yeah. shit up. <laughs> uh, they were laughing their ass off, and this slutty acrobat goes on, man, with like nothing on. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. <laughs> That's dope. Um, so Coda at 14, um, what is your mom saying about you being out late at night and hitting these stages and being around liquor and being around cigarettes and being around women and being around people like Benny? They love all those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I've been around it pretty much all my life, even without comedy. You know, I've I've always been around like a cigarette stuff like that. You know, my mom was always uh, she's not the typical white parent. Like she still beats me and shit like that. You know, like uh, but I've always beat? been around like. <laughs> I, yeah. Do I need to call the children services for you? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> no, no, no. I get a whoop. <laughs> I get a whooping once in a while, man. But yeah, no, like uh, my mom being Mexican too, you know, we always party until like uh, four in the morning and falling asleep on the couch, something like that. And, you know, mom won't leave the party. Dad won't leave the party, you know, and that that's the rule. If, you, if you're the first one out, you're a pussy. You know, I've always said <laughs> all my, <laughs> all my, like, even when weed wasn't legalized, my uncle smoked weed around me, you know, um, my grandma always smoked around okay, okay, me. Okay, Coda, we're not trying to get nobody locked up. Let's <laughs> let's, let's let's keep it comedy. <laughs> this this nigga just turned into first forty eight and start snitching. <laughs> my grandma got a pack. My grandma got a pack of coke she been selling from from Mexico. I'm like, damn, nigga, quit snitching. Coda, fourteen years old, you're doing comedy. Not only you're doing comedy, you're building a little bit of popularity in school. Uh, as being a comedian, you get a little backlash. Uh, talk about that a little bit. You know what, man? I've had people not like what I was saying and report me to the dean's office, shit like that. You know, I've it's, they called me up to the dean's office one time, and you know, they it was uh, a set that I did in Boulder City that you were there when you opened up for me. It was the second one that I did with you, and it was when I featured. And one of the girls, I think it, they, they denied that it was them, but I, I know it was her. But one of the girls that I was making fun of for liking black dick in the show, um, <laughs> what? she she told on me, man. And you know, and they were like, they were like, what is all this racist language and homophobic language you're using? And has a black man ever done something wrong to you? And I said, yes. His name is Benny Pitts. Yeah, and- <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> I said he fucked me up with his drug called comedy, yeah. and yeah, and you know, you I, call me and text me, oh man, they they want to suspend me and they want to do this <laughs> and they want to do that, and I'm like, Coda, don't worry, man, about it. all the greats had to go through it. Cyberbullying, all this shit, 
you know, and it, even I'll do like shit in class and I'll get called up to the office. The teachers don't like that shit. You know, like I just one lesbian liberal teacher and she got mad because uh, my English teacher, she got mad and called me a racist because she was like, she's like, what's an oral tradition? I was like, oh, is that like Ooh, shit that the Native Americans do? And she's like, that's fucking racist and sent me to the dean's office. And then one time I made a Martin Luther King joke and I have a black dean and she flipped the fuck out on me. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Wow. We're sitting yeah. over here with uh, my man, Coda Bonkovich. Um, Coda, you have really mature, grown, raw material. How do you write? What's your writing, yeah. what's your writing process like? Uh, you know, I never really wrote. I always kept shit in my mind, but I write down at least the topics. Right. I'll always put them in my phone. I see some, I write a topic. Okay. And, you know, I'll always, uh, my, I'm always at my grandparents' house, you know, because my mom works so much, and I'll be always watching the news. I'll see this shit, this shit, and I'll, I'll write it down, you know. I'll be like, oh, shit, Tranny's mad, and there's another <laughs> one, you know. <laughs> like, literally, one. My, <laughs> literally, a list in my phone is Tranny's fat girl chili. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have a comedy list of a black man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why why comedy, uh, Coda? Uh, is it is it healing for you with the with the background you grew up in, and uh, how do you get through your pain? Uh, it, that's part of it, but you know, yeah, yeah. I have like a crazy ass family and shit, but um, uh, you know, um, but yeah, it's also a big part of it is I wasn't always the best in sports. Sports isn't the biggest thing for me, man. I'm a Mexican kid with asthma, okay. and you know, like I just can't. It, like the rest of my family, like my uncle Joe was a pro boxer. Mm. Uh, my other, uh, my other uncle was a linebacker. My cousin's a lineman going to UCLA, and basically, just it, it's not for me. I'm not fast enough. I have asthma. I can't breathe, motherfucker. Like <laughs> I can't do that shit. Uh, you know, I, I barely, uh, passed PE, you know, and sports just wasn't it for me, man. And I was going to be a singer, but my voice changed. Uh, I went through puberty. Uh, this, out well. this story is getting worse and worse. <laughs> he said, I'm a Mexican with asthma. And I also wanted to be a singer. I almost went on commercial like Oprah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't know by now i'm definitely a fan you i'm i'm a huge fan yeah. of you. um the Thank reason you. why i, I wish at, at, at your age my parents or even one parent at one parent pushing you to, to your dream and passion is better than two parents that's not and that's not a shot to my parents but it is a shot to my parents yeah um <laughs> uh i'm 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 such a fan of you uh let's let's do this I have to do this, and this is what I ask every comedian that come on this platform. And actually, this question came to me from our good friend Melvin Washington. Uh, Code, if you blew up tomorrow, which you're going to blow up, it's just a matter of time. And I gave awesome. you your plastic cup boys, or <laughs> knowing you, paper cup boys. <laughs> yeah. And you had a host, <laughs> an opener, and a feature. Right now, if you blew up tomorrow, you're Kevin Hart, you're Tiffany Haddish, you're 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 that guy. Who's your Who's your three? You taking on tour with you? Uh, my host would be Sir Alex. Okay. Uh, from Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Sir Alex, uh, my guy. My, yeah, Sir Alex from Baltimore. My opener would probably be Jose Raymond from uh Compton. Okay. Uh, another cool guy another from fellow Mexican. Compton. Go ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> and my feature would be you, Benny Benny Pitt. What man? What everybody come on that show. <laughs> say that. Don't say that just because you're on my show. 
No, no, for real, man. You one of the funniest motherfuckers I know, man. And you, you support me. Unlike some of these other guys, man, they try to put me down, bring me down the ladder, thinking they're gonna make it. You know, you ain't a jealous motherfucker, and you funny as shit. You know? When you, you five one, is not too much you can be jealous about. <laughs> you have to deal with the cards you were dealt. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. Uh, the bullying and the hazing and people trying to put you down a little bit in the in the comedy community. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, uh, a lot of the open micers, uh, adult open micers in Vegas, don't like that. Uh, I'm I'm starting at such a young age when. I guess they could have been, they just, uh, you know, it's usually either I'll go on before or after them leaving with crickets, or they just think I'm just another kid. I'm doing kitty jokes. They'd never even met me before. And they try to label me like rape apologist. I've, I've got a thing for being called a rape apologist, which I'm not, you know, I've heard them call me racist, rape apologist, transphobic, homophobic. <laughs> a rape <laughs> apologist. That is my. A rape apologist. I, a rape apologist. the world, I've seen a lot of things. I've never heard of a rape apologist. I heard of a rape apologist. <laughs> a rape apologist. Rape in the Las Vegas comedy scene, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that's literally their name on Messenger for me. Koda Hakmakovich, the rape apologist. Uh, <laughs> 14-year-old rape apologist. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, uh, Koda? Are you, get, are, you be, are you being touched? No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> nah. Well, I, this is just my... my. I, I don't know too many people on the scene. I'm still new to the scene, but... By far, you're definitely one of the most talented. I'm not saying this because you're. I wouldn't even ask oh, you thanks, to be, uh, dude. You sky's the limit. You're just getting started. Yeah. You look at what you're killing right now. Um, I'm rolling this into going into my next question. Um, right. being sky's the limit and you taking it to the next level. You've won. I've seen you with my own eyes. I went out there and supported you and seen you win the Keenan yeah, Keenan Thompson comedy experience. Touch on that a little bit and talk about that. Um, basically, you know, it was cool. It was basically, it, it was one of the, uh, funnest thing. One of the funnest shows I've ever done. I think that's actually the best set I ever done. It was, I was so nervous cause I never do clean sets. I'm not a friendly family, friendly comic by all means. Yeah. Like I'm really not. And it was just crazy for me to do that in front of kids and stuff. Cause the first kids show I did was with you and it was like a fucking nursery. Yeah. Yeah. I and trust me. Don't I, remind me. It, I, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm not going to do good at Jimmy Kimmel's. And I ended up working really hard on my clean set. And that was actually the set I used at the Stratosphere for the L.A. Comedy Club Midnight Spotlight. I just took all the curse words out of it. Okay. And, you know, and basically I did that. And it was really just about who wants it more. You know, there was there was a kid who was doing it for six years. I did it. I've been doing it for three. And, you know, and then there was kids who were just starting out. There were kids whose parents were uh you know pressuring them into it or you know wanting them to live wanting their parents to the parents wanting their kid to live their dream you know shit like that and it was basically the whole contest was who wants it more i always believed in you know if you're gonna do something be the best at it and you know i i, I made sure i was the best i was shadow boxing in the green room like <laughs> you were, it was you were um you are nothing you were nothing short of amazing that day. You were you were fearless. You were raw. You were talented. Um, you Thank by you. far exceeded better than any of those kids. I just I felt like it was a little yeah. unfair, not because of oh, age, yeah. because you deserve to be in the adult. You're so talented. You that's what I, I was trying to be in there, man. You know, I was like, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know. I was like, I wish they would put me in the adults. I was waiting for them to come up to me after the show, be like, "Hey, come by tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, 
uh, that just shows you like how ahead of the curve you are, uh, just as an artist. Yeah, and you thanks, don't even bro. know, man, because you know you're living in your own funk. You don't know how how good you are. It, it hasn't hit exactly. you yet. But yo, sky's well, the limit. I want you to keep staying humble, yeah. though. Exactly, of course. Like, uh, you know, my uncle's always told me he's a professional. He was a professional boxer, and he's always told me he's like, if you feel like winning, you're gonna win. And I went with the mindset of I feel like winning. I want to win. You know, I've competed against adults, kids, you know, it's it's just whatever. As long as you try, you put your mind to it and you work out, you know, work your jokes out, uh, it'll it'll work in your favor. And as long as God's on your side, man, I pray before every show. That's real. And, you know, God was on my side, man. And uh, that's, God that's really that how you, it happened. Um, the God that you pray to, is he Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name's uh, Jesus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Um, what was your, Atlanta, your experience like with Keenan? Like, what was his uh, that conversation like in the back? Uh, I didn't. Uh, Keenan wasn't there. Cortez was hosting. Okay. Uh, that um, I was talking to Cortez, and you know we were cool. And I, you, uh, he was like, he actually first thing he said to me, he was like, "Oh, you Benny's boy," and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, he's smaller than Benny." Oh shit! Yeah. And I, I was like, "Oh shit, this is an anorexic black alien," uh, like. <laughs> That's exactly what I was, he like, is. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I was like, I thought I was fucked up. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Like, I'm an actual crack baby. I was like, oh my God. This is how they turn out. Yeah. Oh no. You, when you thought you your situation was bad, you didn't see Cortez. <laughs> you didn't see Cortez. Yeah. So all the other kids when they're starstruck as fuck. And I was like, I was like, you know, I was chill with them. We were cool. We were, we were talking comic to comic. The rest of the kids were like, oh, my God, celebrity. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, you know, but we actually were back there having a heart to heart conversation and cool with each other. You know, I'm so proud to hear that, man. Y'all my little bros. Cortez started off at the open mic I used to do in Atlanta, Atlanta. And just yeah. to see him doing the big things on a while now. And he's a rock star now. And I'm just happy to see that. Uh uh coda before yeah. i get out of here i gotta ask you two more questions um the right. first question i have to ask every comedian that comes on i need to know your comedy mount rushmore i need to know your top five dead or alive and i'm gonna give you a six man coming off the bench now with this <clears throat> it doesn't right. have to be the people in the mainstream it doesn't have to be dave Chappelle, or kevin Harper. but if it is it is it could be upcoming comedians it could be people your peers or it can be Right. Top five dead or alive, Mount Rushmore, Eddie Murphy. This right. so this is your time to yeah. tell me your top five dead or alive and a six man coming off the bench. All right, uh, my top five. I get asked this question all the time, so it's kind of easy for me. Uh, uh, number one, definitely Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, number two is Michael Che. Okay. Oh, he's amazing. Okay. Yeah, Michael Che is. I think he's the funniest comic working now. Okay. You know, uh, active. Um, number three is probably Don Rickles. Okay. Okay. Um, you doing your homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four would probably be Arius Spears. Okay. Very hilarious. And, and, uh, yeah. And number five is definitely Ralphie May. Oh, wow. Okay. You get a six man coming off the bench. All right. Uh, what, what does that mean exactly? Uh, <laughs> 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 Every once in a while, you show the world you're 15. <laughs> uh, six man coming off the bench is you get an extra person. So in basketball, oh. uh, somebody, somebody, the six man is going to be somebody that you play in the game, but they're not. You're starting five. Oh, all right, all right. So like me, I'm I'm like four stringer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> in, in life. <laughs> all right. Where, where's our asthma? Where's our <laughs> asthma, Mexican? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, my sixth minute coming off the bench, probably. Ah, shit, that's a hard one. I'd probably say. Mm, I'd probably say Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay, okay. Dave, and that, that's that's kind of awkward to hear Dave coming off the bench. But this is your top five better yeah. live. It can be anybody. Um, I just did a show with yeah. my man Chris Nee, and he gave me his peers. He gave he said, "Bidding, I'm not gonna name a bunch of millionaires. They already made it. I'm gonna name people that." I want to see make it, and I want to see people that I see have the potential to be the next. Oh well, other than that, Benny Pitt. Oh, man, fuck you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cody. You my guy. I'm actually this man. You've been doing this how how long? I've been doing this three years now. Three years. Uh, what is the best comedy advice giving it to you, and who gave it to you? Uh, actually, nobody, man. I've been through this all myself. <laughs> God you know, damn. Yeah. That sounds suicidal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, so that's it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's been giving me advice to this motherfucker. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm in here doing it, man. I'm, I'm like one of these African motherfuckers. I'm Mr. Matumba looking through the leaves and do, shit. Like, do you I, feel alone in it? Do you feel, it is a lonely game, though. It, it, a little bit, you know, like I, I, I surround one thing I've always learned is, you know, I, I pick my friends. Don't let my friends pick me. Okay. You know, I've learned that in life and comedy. I keep a small circle, you know, like you, Andy, Alex, Jose, those guys, you know, Sparrow and Diaz. We, we all just I, I keep a small circle, you know, and uh, those are I, basically the biggest thing for me is just be funny. You know, that's the biggest thing for me is are you funny and are you trustworthy? Like, are you good? Are you a good person? Like I could tell if somebody's good or not. Like I, I get a vibe automatically. Yeah, because you're Mexican. So <laughs> yeah, yo, Coda, I, I want to tell you this, man. You you are way ahead of your years. You are super duper talented. You are a star in the making. And now people are gonna look back and watch this podcast and be like, "Oh my god, Benny uh, talked to Coda." And uh, dog, you're amazing. I'm a fan. Thank you for coming on. Um, being Benny. You know what I'm gonna name this episode? What? Even Jesus, even Jose started at 12. <laughs> <laughs> even Jesus started at 12. <laughs> even but, yeah, Jesus. My, my advice is just have God on your side, man. You know? Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yo, Coda, I appreciate yeah. you, man. I love you, man. You my little bro. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bro. I will ask you what's coming up next, but we're in a quarantine. Nothing's coming up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Shit, I was supposed to have people from Netflix looking at me and shit in LA, and all that shit's canceled. Yeah, yeah. nigga, <laughs> 2020 is canceled. 2020 is canceled. Yeah. And you know what else is canceled? All right, man, you're still my little, you, you're still my little big brother. Man, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know what else is canceled, Coda? What? Uh, this podcast is done. All right, bye. <laughs> all right, see you later, yeah. bro.